0: there sorcerers and here i put together this special little episode for you this special election day 2020 episode and what i tried to do was essentially put together the voice of you guys yourselves friends of the podcast listeners of the podcast some some regular people and just had you guys sound off about a few issues and put it all together to sound back at you i hope you like it and i hope you find it interesting To kick it off, though, a couple short conversations with your other co-hosts, starting with Nathan. Here we go. Hey, Nathan, how you doing? Oh, uh, not too
1: bad. Good to hear from you. What's, What's going on?
0: Not much. I was just flipping through. You know, I've kind of been stuck at home, and I've been reading a lot of news. And I, I saw that over fifty million people have already voted in this election. That it's over. It's now around like forty percent of the total votes that were cast in twenty sixteen, and we're still two weeks out.
1: Yeah, it's pretty exciting. I hope <laughs> it seems on its face like it's a good uh, good thing. You know what?
0: More people voting is never a bad thing, unless you're a Republican. <laughs> <laughs> that is that is that, true. Uh, according to Republicans, in fact. That's that's their stated position Yes uh, You already voted, right? You voted in person?
1: Yeah, but the reason I had to vote in person is pretty funny Well, not funny haha More funny like argh. The
0: 2020 kind of funny
1: Yeah <laughs> Yeah Sarah and I sent in our ballot applications at the same time, and they got hers, and they sent her ballot back, but they never got mine. It just never arrived for them, so I had to go and do it in person. I ended up dropping hers off while I was there. I had to look it up. Uh, not anybody can drop off your ballot. It needs to be a family member from what I understand. So spouse, in-laws, kids, I guess, I don't know, but I I qualified. So I dropped Sarahs off and uh I voted in person and I have to say I was really impressed. They like had a really good system. I never felt like I was too close to anybody. It was really good. Nice.
0: I don't think there's any doubt, but uh, you voted for Biden at the top of the ticket. How did you vote the rest of the way down? <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I mean, so I I very much like, there's a site called Judge for Yourself. Judges, I think, are extraordinarily important this time around. And I basically went on there and they don't Like, it's not a Democrat, Republican thing or anything like that. What they do is they take different sources that rate judges on a scale of like not recommended to excellent, and they tell you between three and five sources for each judge. So you can compare this judge has a rating of excellent from four different sources, where this one only has a rating of good from three different sources. And those different sources are like looking at legal things. They're not, they're not looking at like whether you're you're a Republican or a Democrat, whether you're a liberal or anything, they're just looking at how you judge the law.
0: Right. Well, in theory, and we've talked about this on previous episodes, but being a judge should be a a different type of question than uh, what your political beliefs are.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And so I try, when I was looking at judges, I wasn't looking at their politics at all. I was only looking at whether they're good with the law or not. I very much like that. It's called judge for yourself, the number four. And, um, Everything else was just like Democrat down ticket because this year was specifically a year where I was a check for Republicans. I'm not saying I like the Democrats on everything, but they're much, much closer to my politics. Sure. Well, they're
0: at least willing to participate in the system that we have set up obviously prognosticating is always a dangerous game, but what do you think is going to happen? How do you think this election turns
1: out? So there's there's how I'm moving forward, which is uh for the last six months, I've assumed that Joe Biden is 30 points behind every day, because I think that's how everybody needs to be moving forward. I don't want people to get complacent because I think that was one of the many, many different issues we had last time around. But things look good. Like polling wasn't good last time because pollsters didn't go out and poll uneducated white men for the most part. That was a big problem, and a lot of pollsters have made an effort to go out and make sure that those people are in the polls. So we'll see. Yeah, like <laughs> whether I trust polls next time or not will be determined in many ways by what happens this time.
0: I don't know if we've really dug into this on the podcast, but I know I I've listened I've I've heard a lot about one of the biggest things with the polls is who are they sampling? Is it is it a random sample?
1: Right. They normally only. Judge likely voters, which was interesting last time around, both for Trump, because you had a whole bunch of middle-aged white men who wanted to jump back to the 50s, and for Bernie, because you had a whole lot of people come out of the woodwork who wouldn't normally vote, who really got excited about a candidate. And then the Democrats were like, ooh, that's fun. Let's go ahead and flush them down the toilet and not use all this progressive excitement in our party. Mm Mm-hmm. Man, the Democrats suck a lot. <laughs> I, I wanna be clear, when I say the Democrats suck a lot, I mean both in intensity of suckiness and in the, like, amount of the time that they suck. I mean, the the
0: Democrats, I think, in a lot of ways, I think are like the political Cleveland Browns. Like, they are very, very (laughs) inventive in how they find ways to fuck shit up.
1: Oh, man. I I always think that the Republicans are bad but effective, and the Democrats are okay but insanely ineffective. They have good ideas, but they're bad at getting them across and acting. Their base. But anyway, there's some more news podcasts that I like very much. Specifically, the YouTube show um, with uh, Cody Johnston had a video that I agreed with a lot. It was titled, Vote for Joe Biden Even Though He Sucks. And that was basically what I did this time. I think Biden has a lot of good stuff going on, but I mean, as you know, like neither of us were very excited about voting for him, but I am super excited about voting not for Trump. Right. So, so
0: all right, let me ask you this because I know. So you know there's still a lot of undecided voters out there one of them co-hosts our podcast with us
1: which is insane right like that's crazy with all the conversations we've had that he's still undecided
0: so undecided can mean a few different things i mean there's there's undecided i don't know who to vote for trump or biden which is mind-boggling to me but then there's undecided as in like biden is a really tough sell and i'm not all the way on board yet
1: which i understand yeah and you, know, and you know my position, and I know both you and Pat disagree with it, but my position is either you vote for Biden or you're supporting Trump and you live with whatever, like you are on board with whatever he does for the next four years and you have a certain amount of responsibility for those actions. So we'll see what happens.
0: So is that their sales pitch to an undecided voter? Is that what you would actually pitch to them to try to sway them? Or is that just kind of what you think between you and me I, I don't
1: I don't think it, it doesn't make sense to be undecided anymore. I, I understand uh, living with the weight of the decision because like I said, Joe Biden sucks <laughs> and there's a bunch of reasons why I understand why people might might not want to vote for him, but we have an existential crisis in this country Donald Trump is a threat to our democracy and he's only going to get significantly worse next time around because he's been shown by the Republicans that they're not going to hold him accountable for anything he does. So why wouldn't he get worse? Why wouldn't he do whatever he wants? Break the law some more. Be more racist. Like, whatever. Put more kids in cages.
0: We saw how he responded to what he interpreted as validation for what he's done in the impeachment trial. He saw that as as validation that he is good to go can do whatever he wants
1: (laughs) which the impeachment trial which was not a the impeachment trial which was not a criminal trial and which specifically said that he wasn't clear (laughs) like uh, like he came out immediately and was like i'm totally vindicated no problems here (laughs) like immediately afterwards like no it says the opposite of that
0: Well, but to your point, him actually winning a second election, I think would would be more of a a green light to him.
1: Yeah. Well, I would say not only to him, but the Republican Party as a whole, because I think as a Republican, you got to see the writing on the wall a little bit. Like your strategy is now stopping people from voting. Your strategy is gerrymandering You know that you aren't on the side of the American voter, and so you have to, like, play these tricks to remain remain in the game. And so I think from their standpoint, they're probably just like, all right, let's get as much done as we can as fast as we can because this party is, like, dying down.
0: So, in terms of like mindset, you are engaging with the world as though Biden is way behind in the polls. But if you were to maybe like place a bet or something on the outcome of this election, what would be your guess?
1: <laughs> oh man, I'm it, pressing like, you on it. Yeah. Okay am i am I allowed to am I allowed to knock on wood at it. the same time? Just I'm do it this? quietly. All right, because we're recording. So anyway. Yeah. It looks like Biden is going to have a blowout. And I think he needs one because Donald Trump has been trying to set up that it's going to be a fake election, that there's all this corruption that has no basis in reality. So that way, when he loses, he has an excuse. He can go ahead. Like it's going to be anybody's fault but his own because that's how he lives. So what I think is going to happen, like, <laughs> like, man, uh, and I'm not sure. And again, I like cautiously pessimistic is what I am right now. But <laughs> what I think is going to happen is I think Joe Biden's going to have a blowout. But I think it's going to take a while to know it was a blowout. And in the meantime, Trump is going to be like, ah, fake election. uh, I won. And uh, I don't know. At the end of the day, I could see a scenario which is ri- ridiculous where the Secret Service has to um escort him out escort <laughs> Donald Trump out of the white House uh... which is wild, which is absolutely wild i
0: I would hope that if it came to that, that they would have to literally carry him like a little child who missed his nap time. <laughs>
1: I mean that, that is the hope, but how many of them would it take? I'm sorry, that was a fat joke. That's not okay. I'm not gonna body shame President Trump. He can, he can live whatever his best life is. I just hope it's as a private citizen in jail. My other called shot is... Likely what he is going to do is pardon himself before he leaves office. And we'll see how that goes in the courts. But I think what he should do if he listens to anybody is resign like an hour before yeah. he's it's time for him to stop being president and then have Pence pardon him because that would definitely be legal.
0: Yeah, that would be hard to overturn. Well, um, thanks for chit chatting for a little bit. Yeah, of course. Do you have any like last thoughts for a voter?
1: I mean, go vote for Joe Biden. Like that's really it. Like that's I, I don't want you to vote. I want you to vote for Biden. If you don't plan on voting for Biden, then I mean, I guess don't vote. Like you can go vote for judges. I think there's a bunch of down ticket stuff that it absolutely makes sense to go vote for. Uh but if you're planning on voting for Donald Trump, uh make sure to get out on November fifth to your polls and vote. Just don't vote for Trump. All
0: right. I'll talk to you later. All right. Love you. Bye. Hey, Pat. How are you doing? I'm good, Andy. What's up, man? Not, not much. So I was looking at this um, article, and it said that already in this election, over 51 million people have cast their their ballots already. And that's roughly 38, 39%, I think, of the total number of votes from 2016. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's crazy. And I know I already sent mine in, but I've kind of been, I don't know, you know how I am. I love my psychology stuff. I want to try to get in the minds of other voters and kind of how they come to their decisions and obviously you and nathan are two of the people i turn to to get political
2: insights
3: yeah well so i think that the um number one that reflects that not everybody shows up and participates in voting. But I think that this year is going to be like a big year for voter participation. I mean, hopefully we are making it more accessible to everybody. So more people can conveniently vote, they can vote from uh, through mail, they can vote from home, they can go in and early vote. Um, So even with the COVID-19, it's like, you know, nobody's no, Hopefully nobody who is eligible to vote feels like they don't have access.
0: Definitely. So have you thought about how you plan to vote? And I mean this question logistically. Like, are you going to be an election day voter? Are you gonna go in and vote early?
3: I will probably head to the election board on a day off and just go in and early vote because that's already available so you can you can already go ahead and do that. I don't like the time pressure of going in on voting day and like you're not really pressured but you're you're in a line with people waiting and really I would have liked to have mail-in voted. I missed the deadline for sending in your ballot. I like the idea of being able to sit there and look at the candidates and look at their platforms, maybe pull it up on my phone or something, just take my time Mm -hmm. and make a more informed decision. There are ways that you can look at the the items that are on your ballot online, but I haven't found those to be 100% accurate all the time. Hmm. Like, it's nice to... Obviously, if you have time in advance like to do your homework, or the ideal is to sit there with a mail-in ballot and just from the comfort of your home just like spend as much time on it as you want yeah but the early voting i feel like it's probably not going to be a time pressure which is nice
0: yeah, that's. I, I think that's what Nathan ended up doing. I did a, uh, I, I did remember to request a mail-in ballot, so I did that.
3: Nice. Yeah, that's a good decision, and I would have liked to have made that decision if I made the mail-in voting deadline, which was like
0: October fifth. Well, let me tell you, I pretty I nearly missed it. I <laughs> I procrastinated uh, yeah. pretty far, but as long as you still vote, right? Yeah. Well, I'll get in for sure. So do you have any sense of kind of where you're leaning? Right. So I'm probably one of the few people that hasn't made up their mind yet. The mythological
3: undecided voter. You are it. Right. So the problems that I have, and it is a problem this year. So the problem that I have is I'm probably like 70% or more likely to vote Biden. I just really don't like Biden. There's a lot of problems with him as a candidate. And like the bottom line is I didn't think I would ever forgive somebody for being in Congress when the Iraq and Afghanistan wars were approved and when the Patriot Act passed.
0: Well, and he voted for both of those. Yeah, he he voted for all three of those. All three of those,
3: yeah I felt so disenfranchised at that time I was too young to vote in the first Bush v. Gore And I just felt like, you know, these people have no idea what's going on And, like, any common sense person would have told them What you're doing is wrong And then it came out that, you know, Colin Powell actually, like, lied to Congress Which we kind of knew he was lying to Congress Or at least pulling shit out of his ass So, I mean, I was just really pissed and I didn't think I would ever forgive somebody who voted that way. And that's Joe Biden. He's, (laughs) he's been in politics for so long. He's been in politics for like 50 years. When you talk about like an establishment insider, that's Joe Biden. That's who
0: he is. Yeah. I mean, in fact, that's pretty much his campaign slogan, right? Uh, I can do, I've been doing this for 50 years and I can make everything go back to how it was.
3: Uh, So if you were unhappy with how it was, where does that leave you now. But on the other hand is voting for Trump or voting for third party or not voting. I'm not gonna not vote. I'm gonna vote for somebody. Mm -hmm. Joe Jorgensen and Howie Hawkins. I don't know enough about them. I generally kind of like what the Green Party is doing. I I wouldn't feel conflicted going in and voting Green Party. I think Green Party is fine. I would feel conflicted going in and voting for Biden. And then the other alternative is I don't think I will vote Trump. I'm pretty strongly anti-Trump, but it's a question of whether I'm more anti-Trump or anti-Biden. And that's a really shitty place to be.
0: So let me ask you this. Between now and when you go cast your vote, what could either Biden or Trump or a third party candidate do to win your vote in this interim?
3: Well, I think the prevailing emotion right now is to not want Trump to be president, but it's kind of hard for Joe Biden to, at this point, to change who he is or what he's done for the last 50 years. If we got a whole bunch of people together, like I would feel great about voting green if there was an online petition that 300,000 people had signed or something saying like, all right, we're all going to vote green party. And I still might do that. I would like to see third parties take on more of a mantle, more power and more influence. In American politics, I don't think that two parties is serving anybody's interest very well right now, except for lobbyists and corporations and billionaires. I think that their interests are being served quite well, and the common person really doesn't have a great option. They they don't they don't have anybody that's in their corner.
0: And and you and I agree on that. And we talked at pretty great length about that in our uh, third party episode. So so I mean, if
3: I take if I take a guess at what I'll do, I'll probably vote for Joe Biden and feel terrible about it the next day. And then on the other hand, would be voting for Trump. I don't I
0: don't really see myself doing that. So, I'm, I'm curious, you know, if you don't want to say, that's fine. How did you vote in 2016? Um, I voted Johnson, Gary Johnson. Oh, me too. Right on. Uh, and, I mean, he's kind of a nutcase. He's a little weird, but, I mean, he was a two-term governor. Right. He was a Republican governor in a then blue state for two terms. Right. So, he's got some interviews where
3: he says some kind of, like, loopy shit. <laughs> yeah. Like, who doesn't? You know? Right.
0: God knows if I ever run for public office, they're going to be pulling up all sorts of different episodes of our podcast.
3: But I felt I felt like I couldn't vote for Hillary Clinton. I didn't want Hillary Clinton to be
0: president. Oh, I, I agree. I I remember how I felt about her. It was
3: well, and also finding out that they had they had rigged the DNC primary against yeah. you know, Bernie Sanders. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't Bernie ride or die, but I thought Bernie was like the only real human being.
0: Yeah, well, by the time that Trump had taken the Republican nomination, for sure, out of the Democrats, there was a couple nobodies, Robot Hillary, and Bernie. Right, and I would have loved voting for Bernie. I would have voted twice for Bernie, and what did you... <laughs> Oh, boy. So you voted for Johnson, and this time you're still kind of on the fence about whether the Democrats have done enough to earn back your vote.
3: Well, it's kind of a lazy thing, right? Because the Democrats have not improved in the four years since they've done absolutely no self-reflection to make their party better to become more inclusive or to help out people at the bottom which is ostensibly what their party is supposed to be all about and yet like all that they do just really benefits the elite and and that's that's their modus Operandi.
0: I feel like the Democrats and Republicans are the left and right hand of one person sitting at a full dinner table. There's all these other people here.
3: No, I mean there's a pre- there's a political cartoon there for sure. Sure.
0: Um so it's
3: it's nothing that the Democrats have done to improve. It's Four years of really not being impressed with Donald Trump, and that is the most mild way to put it, like, an extremely not impressed with Donald Trump. <laughs> There's Supreme Court seats, yada yada, you know, all the federal judge seats that are at stake. I mean, we've covered at length just how he's just really a piece of shit. I mean, the one thing that I'll say that's good about him is that he wouldn't be coming for your guns... The way that Joe Biden has promised an assault weapons ban, which is another thing to not like about Biden. Trump is just really terrible. <laughs> so that might be where I just shake down is just, ugh, just vote for Biden and feel bad about it.
0: So like I kind of mentioned, I already sent in my ballot and that's what I ended up doing was voting Biden and feeling bad about it. But what I have been kind of leaning on to help make myself feel a little bit better about it is little little things. Um, in the debate the other night, he kind of stood up against the oil industry. Trump thought he had him painted into a corner, and Biden just owned the position that oil and the oil industry and and coal, presumably as well, are things that we need to start to move beyond.
3: Yeah, that we need to transition away from them in the yeah. next
0: like thirty years. Right, and I was really proud of him for for saying and make for just voicing an unpopular opinion, or what might be an unpopular opinion, certainly a risky one in the midst of an election that you're trying to win some Rust Belt states and and Sun Belt states where oil and coal are pretty big, right?
3: So electing a Democrat and then expecting after the election that they will get better, that they will become more inclusive or more responsive to the voters is a little bit like putting the cart before the horse no they just want power if you grant them the power they're no longer beholden to you at all but having said that like it's that or trump
0: right no you know know, that's the thing I, i think the thing that got me is especially since the pandemic hit i mean i would consider maybe howie hawkins green party if they were even like on the ballot in all 50 states but they aren't i would love i would love howie hawkins as a he's president. fine I mean, that would that would be great he's more loopy than gary johnson is but he also <laughs> does at least have a pretty firm understanding of of good climate change policy
3: i'll take i'll take vermin supreme I'm sure he couldn't mess it up much worse than Trump did. So, I mean, to me, Trump is the worst kind of self-enrichment, mm-hmm. promotes his friends, nepotism, like the the worst kind of corruption. And I don't see how four more years of that is going to, Change him. On the other hand, like if we've survived four years, I don't think four more years could really be that much worse. Like, let's be honest.
0: Well, any parting voting advice for your listeners? Um, vote. You son of a. But also, uh,
3: you know, it's a throwaway if you're not going to be an informed voter. So whatever you have to do, if you have to pull out your phone in the voting booth, which is what I do, or if you actually take your time and do the homework. Just know what all the names on the ballot are going to be. Know who any of these people are and make your vote count. Vote informed. Right on, man. Great advice. Thanks, dude. Yeah, no problem. Catch
0: you later. Yeah, talk to you later. After talking to the guys, my next move was to talk to a buddy of mine from back in my libertarian days He's still a member of the party, and I was curious what he had to say. Here's Kalen.
2: Hey Kalen. Hey, hey Andy, what's going on, man? Not much. How you doing? Not bad, not bad. Just enjoying myself on a Friday.
0: Right on, right on. I'm curious. You know, I, I was reading in the in the news the other day that uh fifty one million Americans have already cast their ballots this this election. And so I wanted to know have you voted yet?
2: No, I haven't done that yet.
0: Oh when are you voting?
2: I have to I have to remember I was talking to my boss a while ago about I think we get a day off to go vote, if not the day of the election, but if we can vote on the weekend, I would probably probably do that yeah, too. Yeah,
0: go just go. Down to the Board of Elections?
2: Sometime soon. Yeah, yeah, because, like, you know, I, I thought about doing the uh, the early voting thing because we forgot to turn in the uh, mail in ballots uh, for no other reason, mind you. We just didn't do it. So, like, yeah, we got to go in person now.
0: Gotcha. Yeah, just the old classic we forgot reason. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know,
2: it's <laughs> just- civic duty and all.
0: Right, right. So, so you're probably going to go down on or near election day and just vote in person? Mm-hmm. That's cool. Mm-hmm. And uh, the big question who, who do you plan to vote for?
2: Well, do th- we got the libertarian candidate joe jorgensen's on uh, on the ticket so as long as uh, she's on the ballot that's who i'm going to vote for
0: yeah i mean is that mainly like a a party loyalty thing or like, are you like, if let's say she were to win. How, how excited would you be about that? Well, that's a silly question, isn't it?
2: <laughs> well, well, no, I mean, so, you know, compared to the other two, I'd be very excited because we could try a new style of governance mm-hmm. almost um, as far as like, would I have wanted someone else to win in the primary? Definitely. But it'll be, you know, an historic, you know, an event. Sure. If a third party candidate would win.
0: Yeah, that'd be pretty huge. It's only happened one other time. Yeah. So, out of curiosity, I mean, you have you have you been watching like the the debates between the Democrats and Republicans, or do you mostly like tune that out in your decision making?
2: You know, it's funny. I. I actually do the opposite. I tune out the Libertarian Party, you know, debates in quotes because they're they're a little um, uh, let's go with self aggrandizing. So I don't use the other word that I normally do there. (laughs) But it's it's a lot of like back and forth. Oh, I'm you know, I'm going to do this. Oh, I know you are because you're the Libertarian. (laughs) So like, no, I I actually watch I watched uh, the first one. It was it was pretty hysterical. Uh, I think I skipped the VP debate and I watched like 20 minutes of the one that was on last night. Okay.
0: You know, there's a lot of um, a lot of people who, who would tell you that you're you're throwing your vote away by voting for a third party. What would you say to, to someone who, who made that claim?
2: I mean, I guess I would I would, depending on the, the person that I'm talking to, I, I know it's sort of an evasive answer, but depending on the temperament of the person that I'm talking to and depending on like the point of the conversation, I'd use a couple of different things. Um, if I wanted to be belligerent, I would say that in its purest form, that's just bullying or, you know, voter intimidation. So uh, you know, but that's that's kind of a kind of a grandiose term for you're throwing your vote away. Because um, at its at its core, some people just you know want to tell you that you should vote for their person. Mm-hmm. Um, if it's a more reasonable kind of conversation, I would say, yeah, you know, I, I understand how you feel that like I'm, I'm, you know, contributing to the person that you don't want to win, win. But, um, you know, I guess it's, it's that catch 22 of the libertarian party or any third party in general never wins because why would anyone vote for them? And people are only going to vote for them if they see that more and more people are voting for them. Sure.
0: Yeah. Momentum is such a huge thing. I I gotta say, I mean, I was, that was one thing that, has really disappointed me about the Libertarians this year compared to 2016. There was a, such a huge surge, um, and the reputability of the Libertarian Party had, was on the increase, I thought. And uh, I don't know. I mean, Joe is fine she's a little bit she's weirdly hardcore for me in in weird ways i was rather shocked by her response about coronavirus that her argument was that we needed a less centralized response than what we did have is was my takeaway and that was really struck me as odd
2: a lot of people i feel like zoned in on that one because it was um it's not what people want to hear and yeah it's not nobody wants to hear hey you should you should be more hands-off with the disease but i uh i think a lot of people don't don't realize the direct involvement that like the feds have actually had in the response in a broad sense because it's they okay they've directed money which then every state used however uh there's been cdc guidelines which without you know sounding like i want to question the the validity of because i don't i'm you know i'm a kind of pro-science guy even if i don't get it sure then there needed to be enforcement of the federal guidelines everything and every state just kind of did it you know however whatever party loyalty they had yeah Yeah. But like, no, nobody wants to hear hands off in a pandemic. I don't want to hear hands off in a pandemic. That's stupid.
0: Even if there is merit to the argument, it's not a very palatable argument, I think. Right. And and doesn't really position you in a way to gain a lot of voters in the middle of said pandemic in also one of the most contested and I mean, nobody wants to vote for either of these two candidates, but all they ever say is, well, show me a decent alternative. And there's Joe and there's Howie. Joe, Joe is on all 50 ballots, right? All 50 states. That's a big step. That's hard to do, but uh, all right. So, so back to like to this election and voting and stuff. Um, I know because I voted, I voted for Gary Johnson in, in 16. I played around a lot. I, I mean, I've already sent in my vote. I already sent it in at this point, but um, I I had to tussle with my decision. I thought about voting Libertarian again. I decided not
2: to for my own reasons, but... Well, so let me, first of all, shame on you for voting for Trump. <laughs> right yeah
0: i've totally voted for trump that's for um, for
2: everybody <laughs> for anyone that doesn't know you and that's that's not quite the case but no i i think the the implication that i was picking up at least from the the question is like why is she so extreme if we need to win votes right
0: yeah why wouldn't she i mean that's i think what gary johnson did and with bill weld and i think they were both right. very successful with it why did they why did the party kind of abandon that
2: part of your answer involves a component that i don't know and i don't know where uh John Johnson and Walt got their money from, because from what I've seen, at least on the Internet sphere, if you want any money from for your campaign in as a libertarian, you have to appeal to a bunch of people within the libertarian party who have money. And those people are usually fairly interested in either pushing the party line, which is somewhat extreme in a in a few ways. Um, But they're they're just also flat out extreme themselves they're like libertarian purists so if you don't spout out a bunch of bullshit about abolishing the fed right away and i'm sorry I right, let me abolishing the
0: fed is ridiculous but i you know let's i don't think they need to have as much free reign as they do yeah i mean they completely control monetary policy across the, i mean it's nuts but um so so let me let me put it this way i guess this year there's been a huge movement of people out of the republican party who have been moving towards to to Joe Biden, a ton of Republicans and former Republicans have endorsed Joe Biden. And it seems to me that that's just a big missed opportunity for the Libertarians. To do what? Well, it just seems like all of these Republicans who are leaving Trump and the party of Trump, because it's insane, they could have Right. We could, It seems like the Libertarians could have drawn them in if they had been a more moderate platform. But I, I just feel like they kind of shot themselves in the foot. They missed that that boat.
2: Yeah, so like it takes me back to, back to the other thing and then the other answer. The people that donate money to the national party are you know people that want to donate extra money and they have the extra money to donate Mm -hmm. for like a cause that isn't um republican or because there's you know our our big thing is we're not republicans who like weed or democrats who like guns or whatever the whatever it is i just there's no funding within the party there is no funding unless you espouse some kind of like purist party line crap and i think that that kind of mentality bleeds in to the most vocal you know faces of the party which then bleeds into the most vocal non faces just random you and me types of people that mm. just happen to be activists and you know quite honestly I've seen a lot of people who became new to libertarianism and then just kind of like had that epiphany that you know that that near or at least near epiphanic moment in thinking so they got mean with anyone else that didn't immediately agree with them not realizing that it took them a while to get there
0: so the other thing that I remember I got I got this all the time in uh in 2016 and you hear it all the time now they'll say oh well if you are voting a third party or if you don't vote then you are voting for Trump you're 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 just allowing him to stay in office what do you think about that
2: well first of all libertarian votes are special our votes count three times depending on who you ask clip and see aside I get it <laughs> oh
0: I see what you mean like uh if you're asking a Democrat then your vote counts as a Republican if you're Asking a Republican, your vote counts
2: as a Democrat. While simultaneously managing to be a wasted vote. It's very clever. Yep. Yeah. Magical. No, it's, and that's, that's the kind of thing that, you know, you expect. And I, you know, depending on who it is, I don't mind it, but that's, that's like the party line that any kind of political party needs to get its supporters to spout is that if you're not helping the organism sustain itself, you are actively contributing to its destruction. Right. Us versus them. You know, on a, on a human level, it's kind of crappy because it's the basest form of of, I don't really, I don't actually care about your opinion being expressed unless it's like mine. So I, you know, if I still had a heart after doing what I do for apparently five years, and if I, you know, if my skin wasn't so thick, like I would take it personally, because it really, I've had, you know, close friends tell me, well, you're, you're going to, you're, you're going to vote for someone who literally wants me to not exist. I go, no, no, I'm not. I'm voting for my person. Well, yeah, but don't you realize that by... Well, yeah, I do, but, like, don't you realize that what you're currently doing is you're telling me it doesn't really matter how I feel because you want me to feel like you? And that's usually when, like, you know, the subject gets changed, if it's a close friend or if it's a stranger, that's when the fight starts. Mm
0: -hmm. I mean, it's always driven—this argument has always driven me a little bit— bonkers because mathematically it doesn't make any sense if i when i like looking back right 2016 i voted for gary johnson that vote added exactly the same number to both trump and clinton's totals the number is zero it added zero to both i (laughs) did not and Furthermore, if you're looking for a a group of Americans, you know, if you're wondering why your party didn't get more votes, you should be looking, I think at first of all at the candidates and second of all at the what 40 some percent of Americans that
2: didn't vote at all that felt so uninspired by anybody on the ballot. Yeah. As a, um, you know, as an immigrant, I think there's, there's a light bit of indoctrination that plays part in people thinking that their vote is the deciding vote. You know, as a reasonable human being, I think it's just psychology. It's you, you want to feel that you're so special. That your vote might be that one that tips the scales in a two-party system where the pendulum swings in forty-nine and fifty-one percent, blah blah blah. But I really, I think that's that's all that it is. Is I, your your general run-of-the-mill everyday citizen with minor political involvement, minor statistical knowledge, like you know, and I, I barely have any. They suffer from strong confirmation bias. That like, well, hold on, if you don't vote for my guy, we're gonna lose. Why? Because every vote matters. Uh, all right.
0: So give me, in, like, kind of in a maybe like a one, two, three bullet point of why you don't, why you're not going to vote for Trump and why you're not going to vote for Biden.
2: So for Trump, Trump is publicly racist, which I have a problem with because it destabilizes our leader's credibility, thereby destabilizing a lot of other things. It opens him up to the assumption that he's making policy based on who he dislikes. He has messed up the country's economy, because people that I know their taxes went up, which were the middle class. So like, excuse you. And uh quite, quite honestly, there's more and more and more like fundamental Christian rhetoric in the news. And I don't, you know, as a personally religious person, I don't really like that because I'd like that to stay personal. As far as Biden goes, I really, really have always disliked the Democratic Party's brand of fear mongering because it plays on like the lowest common denominator of stupidity uh, people's fear of like basic needs. Uh, you know, I was listening to him last night. You you you're sitting around the table the next morning. Oh, where's grandma? She died because of COVID. Because of Donald Trump. He she grandma's dead because of this guy. I'm like whoa, dude. Whoa, like. That's not the way to that's not the way to advance policy is by playing on people's fear that grandma's going to die. So
0: you're really rolling your eyes when you hear Biden look at the camera and go, how many of you had an empty chair at
2: breakfast? Yeah, that one made me go, you know what, that's that's enough. Just exploitative. That's, that is that is fear mongering at its finest. I, I I get it. Everyone's health is important. But yeah, the the looking directly at the camera and with the empty chair just killed it for me.
0: If you were sat down in a room with a cup of coffee and an undecided voter, what would you say to them?
2: Well, I, I think the most honest thing that I would say to them is you you need to consider voting for who you think is going to represent you. Now, I would then have a very extensive conversation about why they're actually libertarian and don't know about it, but in order to convince them that- <laughs> that's, you know, that's one of thing. my favorite no, kinds of really,
0: conversation, Yeah.
2: I, everyone's really a little bit libertarian and I think just has a lot of misconceptions about how stuff works either socially or economically. Um, you know, I had a I had a terrible argument with one of my very liberal friends friends last night. I it just it, it got gnarly and I headed off I headed it off at the pass quickly but just being stupid about it. Um, so you know, deflating but also derailing. But like it was an absolutely terrible argument about labor unions or some kind of sugar factory fire in 19, 1858, something ridiculous. And that the the end of the conversation I go, "Dude, dude, dude, just just chill, you know, because something, you know, blah, 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 something. Here's Kalen joke. The answer is I'm not a dude or not a dude. Uh, oh, OK. So what's your pronoun? I'm you know, I'm sorry. My bad. If you'll believe me, what's your pronoun? That's that's the kind of, you know, the, the they were arguing with me as a libertarian on purely financial and economical points. And all of a sudden the libertarian was was fine because the libertarian was asking for their pronoun because that's like one of our core tenets is respect people's individual beliefs. So uh, I I think everyone's got a little bit of libertarian in them.
0: Yeah, I think there is an appeal to, to, there's a way to kind of make everyone go, well, that's not so bad. All right. Last question for you here. I want to know what your prediction Mm. is going to be for this election. If you had to call it now, what do you think happens?
2: Ooh, my prediction. Um, Uh, That's pretty, pretty based on nothing because I don't know the electoral votes or the the popular sentiment currently but like i'm gonna be honest i'm very worried because i think trump's gonna win again
0: you think so really
2: if i had to call the election oh yeah oh yeah um because so many of the electorate votes with their hearts and unless i'm making some kind of hopefully terrible uh Error judgment about Biden getting a majority of the states that matter. Um, I don't, I don't know that the whole we need to get Trump out of office, Fuhrer is going to be matched by we need to keep the commies out. But like again, it's based on nothing but a gut feeling. Hopefully I'm very wrong though. Yeah.
0: Hopefully. Hopefully. I don't know what I don't know how to how i would handle another four years of this nonsense well thanks for taking some time out for me any um any like parting thoughts
2: everyone has a little libertarian in them you you just got to talk to the right person (laughs) (laughs) to let you know what it is no but seriously go go vote and go for the person go vote for the person that you you genuinely honestly think deserves the mantle and title expressive of your boys go vote thanks so much
0: um we need to hang out again soon once I'm done uh, waiting on test results.
2: Oh, high five. Me too. I forgot. Yeah.
0: Hopefully we'll find an opportunity to bring Kaylin on to the podcast in a larger capacity sometime soon. Before we get to the next conversation with my friend Mason, uh, we also have a clip from friend of the podcast, Lolita.
4: Hello, hello. My name is Lolita and I have voted for Joe Biden and Kamala Harris because even though I don't agree with some of Joe's previous policies or Kamala's prior practices, they've both voiced the error in their ways and have concrete plans to do better in the future and actually make this country a better place for all americans and not just white america thank you
0: hey mason hey andy how are you doing i'm good how are you I'm good. So, I was just reading a, a headline the other day about how many people have, like, already been voting this election, and I thought it'd be kind of fun to to just give a couple friends a call and, and hear what uh, you thought process is and and how you're voting and stuff.
5: Well, I've thought a lot about it. It's been a very, uh, it's been an ongoing conflict in my mind. Well, you were a pretty,
0: pretty hardcore Bernie supporter in the primaries, weren't you?
5: I am. And uh, at heart, I'm still a Bernie supporter. And that part of me has been considering voting for uh, Howie Hawkins. Um, But I just know that this is probably not a good year to vote third party. And I know that is tossed around every year. But this year, it seems especially uh, true. So uh, I I will probably be voting for Joe. I will every cell of my body does not want me to, but I feel like I have to.
0: Why do you say that? You know, if, if what makes this year different to you?
5: I, it, it appears that Trump, more than any other president before him, is on a mission to undermine our democracy.
0: And in w- in what, if you don't mind, I want to press you just a little bit on that. Like, in what ways what yeah. in particular has he done that stands out in your mind as, as undermining democracy? Because that's a pretty big
5: statement. So there's like the very apparent stuff of claiming voter fraud and 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 blowing up these cases, these allegations of voter fraud that are unsubstantiated. And, you know, the voter suppression in general of the Republican Party, especially this year, um, you have people waiting hours and hours and hours just to vote. And
0: I heard about uh, in California that the GOP had set up fake ballot collection boxes.
5: I saw that. I couldn't believe it. But I mean, I could, Wild. but I, it is insane. And this, this year, there's just... But the thing is, is a lot of it, a lot of these allegations are unsubstantiated. There's not really any data to back up widespread voter fraud like he claims. And that kind of goes into the more soft ways that he's undermining democracy. And that's undermining the experts that you build up in an administration. You know, one person can't run an entire country by themselves in a in a democratic country that's the whole point you you build up uh, an administration of people that have expertise and at every turn possible trump is like fauci is a great example of just contradicting him despite his uh prior experience with ebola the ebola uh outbreak you know despite his decades of service uh he just contradicts him and calls him a liar and so he undermines people's faith in the experts on top of explicitly creating doubts about our democratic process and i think that that's just an extremely dangerous thing and not to mention his flagrant willingness to roll back all of our climate protections and that is
0: that sounds a little bit more like a a political disagreement
5: it is to an extent. But in the end, the climate, the, the data on climate change is undeniable. And if you're going to have a president in there that denies it and is rolling back the little progress we've made towards fighting it. I mean, you, if we do this, and we allow this to continue in a few decades, there may not be an America to discuss who's The best president for so some certain things have to take precedence here
0: so your your feeling is that this year there's there's just no room for voting for a third party is that basically it
5: uh yes i i feel that you know i'm not i'm not this naive kind of progressive liberal. Um, for the record, I am a, a socialist. Um, I'm not this I'm not this naive progressive that thinks that, oh, we'll just get Biden in and push him to the left. I know full well that in an election, this is the most left we're ever going to see Biden. And then once he gets into, into office and he has to start working with conservatives, he's going to go more to the right, same way Obama did. So I, I'm not saying that, oh, we'll just get him in and then we'll push him left. No, this is just this is a matter of survival in the long term for our country as a whole.
0: And you served in the military, right? I did. I served in the Marines. For how long? A few years? Three years. Three years. Wow. Thank you. Oh, thank you. I'm sure everybody says that probably gets annoying. Actually, I imagine it probably never gets annoying, does it?
5: No, it just, it gets like, oh, tedious. yeah, if someone yeah. says thank you, you say thank you back, and it just, yeah, like, sure. bless you, thank you, <laughs> right, right. kind of thing. Um,
0: so I'm curious, you know, the President is the Commander-in-Chief, and Trump has had a, uh, shall we say brittle relationship with the military in his uh in his term he's treated generals really poorly and talked a lot of said a lot of awful things about generals what's your take though on how the military in general responds to
5: him so just from the friends i've maintained most of them appear to be hardcore trump supporters i mean it's the military they're gonna tend to be ultra conservative people um more traditionalist it was a bit of surprise you you know a few he had a he had appointed um he's called in the uh marines general mad dog mathis oh yeah he had appointed him and he's like he's a the biggest celebrity in in the marines that you could think of and you know it, it created a, a huge love initially for Trump uh, among the among Marines, among the common uh, Marine. But, you know, after they're falling out, you know, there was a lot of, you know, doubt about, you know, Trump's true character and his true intention. So but I think in the end, when it comes to a choice of Trump versus Biden, for most of them, it won't even be a contest that they're going to go for Trump because they kind of fall into this narrative that Biden is a socialist or a communist or whatever, whatever Trump says about him.
0: Gotcha. Those buzzwords are, uh, they can be killer.
5: Yes. Uh,
0: so what's your plan to vote? How are you, how are you going
5: to do it? Uh, I'm going to do it in person on the day. You know, I'm, I'm young. I don't have a lot of high risk for anything Corona related. So there's no reason why I can't go out and, and vote in person. You know, obviously be careful with everything, but yeah, so I'm going to vote in person.
0: Cool. And give me, give me a prediction. What do you think? How do you think this election is going to pan out?
5: To be honest, I have no idea. You know, I don't trust a single thing the polls say anymore after 2016 because Hillary was ahead in just about every poll. And then look where we are now. Um, This is just one of those years that, you know, a lot of a lot of Biden supporters aren't enthusiastic. So there's not a lot of uh, vocal or displaying support for him. Uh, the way that Trump is or Trump supporters are so it's kind of hard to judge if you know when you're driving down the street and you see all these and you're comparing how many Bidens and Trump signs you see if that's an accurate kind of way to get a gauge for how the community's feeling because I mean Trump supporters are very happy about voting for Trump and a lot of Biden supporters are just like okay we're gonna settle for him and but I like me I'm I'm gonna vote for him but I'm not displaying a I'm never I would never display a Biden Harris sign in my window.
0: No, I, I, I'm the same. It seems, you know, more than ever before, and I, oh, this just chews my gut up to say, but it doesn't matter who the Democratic nominee is. It, could have been anybody. All that mattered is uh, people are either voting for Trump or against Trump, with few exceptions. Are uh, Some people are still voting third party. and But one thing I think that people are just not going to do this time around is not vote. There's already 51 million ballots cast. So I'd say that that shows some kind of enthusiasm, even if it's not really for Biden.
5: Yes, there's definitely enthusiasm about the election itself, which is, which is good. You want people to turn out to the polls. I mean, this is, I mean, already on track to be some of the highest turnout that we've ever had or in recent times. So while there's maybe enthusiasm about getting Trump out of office, enthusiasm for supporting Biden is a little less. And I would say that's and that makes it hard to gauge because then Trump can also, you know, like the way Trump claims he has the silent majority. I don't know how silent they actually are, but it looks like they did turn out in 2016 when you know Hillary lost, despite all the polls saying she was going to win. So really, this is this this whole it, I, I cannot give you a, a a guess one way or the other or which way it's going to go. I really just can't.
0: What do you think happens if Trump wins again?
5: I think that's a good question. I
0: th- or, or do you just not want to go there? <laughs> no, I think
5: about it a lot, actually, because I think there's a very strong – possibility that he might like, like I, I don't know for sure i can't make a guess but i mean it, there's a possibility and i think what we'll see is a much stronger crackdown on any kind of left-wing activity and for this context when i say left left-wing activity i just mean any activity that is in disagreement with trump because that is what trump considers left-wing um which is the sign of a fascist in, in my opinion you i mean on top of the undermining expert authority and, and all those. Those other things and the media and the media huge and the media. Yeah. Um, I think there'll be much more of a crackdown on that, especially since he doesn't have to worry about reelection. President's second terms are always, you know, they care a lot less because they don't have to worry about that. um I'm not worried about him trying to stay in office any longer than his next term. You know, I, lo- I know a lot of people talk about that. Oh, he's going to try to, you know, stay in office, uh you know, forever until he can. And I think, I, just, I think he's too old for that. I think he'll probably leave office after another four years. I mean, eight years of that, age will take a toll on a person physically. I don't think he'll want to do it. But I just think, you know, he's just going to keep diving this country into this pseudo-fascist or neo-fascist, I guess would be a better term, right-wing type of government that we've been slowly developing over these past four years. And I don't think that the America that comes out of another four years of Trump is going to be an America that people would recognize or would want to live in if you showed it to them 20 years ago.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. All right. Well, listen, man, thanks for taking my call.
5: Oh, yeah. Thanks for calling.
0: Yeah. Do you have any like a quick parting word for... For anyone who's still on the fence?
5: I would just say, if you're on the fence, settle for Biden this time, and then maybe in another four years when the country has been saved from at least falling apart, we can find a candidate we're more enthusiastic about.
0: Cool. Well, listen, be safe. Go have fun fulfilling your patriotic
5: duty. Oh, I will. And, Thank uh, you.
0: try not to laugh too hard at the word duty.
5: <laughs> That's impossible. <laughs> I know, know, I know. That.
0: All right, man. Well, take care. All right. You too. Awesome. Well, listen, Sorcerers, before we get to the last conversation I had with uh, a couple friends of mine from college, Will and Emily, um, I do have one other short clip from another listener, Brandon. Here we go.
3: My name is Brandon Wheeler Glickman, and I voted via early voting in person at the Franklin County Board of Elections. And I voted for Joe Biden because I think that his policies are reasonably close to what I would like to see in a president. And mainly because Trump is easily the worst president that we've ever had and a racist and a threat to the American people.
0: Hey, Will! Hey, Emily! How are you guys? Uh, good.
4: Ah, feeling great.
0: It's the most wonderful time of the year, right?
4: It is. Spoopy season.
0: Oh, I, well, I meant election season.
4: No, spoopy season. But I
0: meant it sarcastically, so...
4: Yeah, well, you gotta you gotta love what's going on, you gotta hate what's going on. That's right. That's how life is.
0: <laughs> I'm glad that you guys had a couple minutes for me. I, I was thinking a lot about, um... I keep seeing these headlines about how many people have voted, and it's like over 50 million Americans have already voted this election.
4: Did you guys see where the, they called the cops and the police people on a bunch of African Americans that were gathering, and they had no idea why? Oh my god, it was, they were waiting in line to vote. Whoa,
0: mm. that sounds about right.
4: Yeah, hashtag 2020.
0: Good lord. Um. Well, did you, have you guys voted yet?
4: Yeah, mail-in. Uh,
0: yes, we voted
6: last yeah,
4: week. Yeah, last week. Uh okay. actually we filled out he filled out his during the first debate and we just sent him in last week. So
0: I was still on the defense about walking in yeah. and voting. Are so are we sticking with calling that a debate? No. Is that just no. or we just can't come up with a better word for it yet or a disaster?
4: It was a shit show. It, straight oh my up. God. There are no other words. It was um, it
0: was a clown contest.
4: It was embarrassing. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it was hey, all right. Well, you remember when we were in college in our fraternity, yes. and we would have the pie in the face contest. Yes, yeah, it was, that.
4: <laughs> it was just actually straight up that. actually straight up frat boys having a good old time in front of the national the pie. The audience. pie
0: contest was more fun. It, w- it was fun though. Uh, so, so you you did already vote? Who'd you who'd you vote for? Uh,
6: I voted at the top of the ticket for Green Party Howie Hawkins, and I voted uh, Democrat down the rest of the vote. And anything that didn't have a what party they were uh i was like uh, i could research this but i'll just leave it blank which is you know probably kind of bad but whatever
4: uh (laughs) i
6: mean you should you should put forth the effort but like when it's like water waste manager i i'm like yeah that's important but like
0: it i guess to me i i feel like that's a valid excuse if you're there in the voting booth where you can't look anything up but if you're voting from home you're at your computer dude just yeah, look at. That's
4: true. I
1: admit
0: I was lazy and he bastard. he <laughs> Also
4: had his ballot for much longer than I did. I was waiting for mine to come from out of state. His is in mm. state. So. Um, oh, so, so what yeah. states
0: do you guys vote vote in then?
6: I I vote in North Carolina
4: and I consistently vote for Ohio. Um, I'm with him. I also voted Howie Hawkins and Democrat if it was listed down ballot. Um, and then. I think the only other thing I filled in a bubble for was um, the county coroner, which is a thing that we can elect in Springfield. So there was only one person, and I feel like it's the same person that's been the county coroner. And I'm like, obviously, you love your job, so I'm gonna fill in your bubble. Boo you do you. It's a girl. So yay, women power. <laughs> other than that, I left a lot of blank, which I have what if never she's done a before. Fascist. I mean, God. what
0: if she's actually like? falsifying evidence to put african-americans behind I'm bars glad, or something i'm
4: glad you went with that and not where my brain obviously went thank you um
0: <laughs> the necrophilia <laughs> yes
4: <laughs> it is the season it's my season <laughs> oh.
0: i was <laughs> trying spooky, to
4: creepy gross shit. Oh, this no. listen so... this is
0: an r-rated podcast that's just a little bit over we the appreciate
4: line. that uh <laughs> yeah um so again, like I said, she's always been on the ballot uh, since I voted from age 18. Uh, I haven't heard anything about her particularly. Um, other issues that I I did know going in were the the sheriff, the county sheriff um, she's been very bad for our county, as far as my, like, I don't know, feels weird saying, like, my grassroots people back in Springfield, like, you know, like, I don't have this weird network, but, like, on Facebook, people back home have been saying a lot of things, and it's all the same people that, you know, I obviously agree with a lot of political um, ideology with, and she's done some really shady stuff, so, and obviously she's a Republican as well, uh, so that was one of the ones that I was like, I obviously am not voting for you, but for the most part, yeah, I was down-ticket Democrat, unless I had no idea, and Again, it's the first ballot I've left any bubble empty. So. Well,
0: you might not be able to see it, but this is actually my shocked face. I know in 2020, it's come to look exactly the same as my normal it's face. It's just
4: the normal. It's airport <laughs> rules. That's what I keep telling. That's what we keep telling each other. It's just airport rules. Nothing really matters.
0: So uh, remind me, how did you guys, if, if you don't mind my asking, how did you end up voting in, in 2016? Did you vote third party then? I did not. I voted straight Democrat.
4: I voted straight Democrat as well. I had bile in the back of my throat, sure. filling in the bubble for Clinton, but I sucked it up and voted blue, no matter who. Okay. You know, because I thought it was an obvious runaway election. Silly me. <laughs> yeah,
6: I I was I was gonna vote Green Party, um, but uh, many uh, liberal or centrist convinced me to take the lesser of the two evils and vote Hillary and they they wore me down and so in 2016 I actually wanted it to be Joe Biden instead of Hillary Clinton. He was my preferred candidate. I mean, I voted for for Bernie, but that's because it was Hillary versus Bernie in the primaries. But in I guess 2016 2015 uh Joe Biden's other son uh passed away and he was like I'm not in a mindset so whatever and I was like, "Oh my god, it's so sad that this happened." Not only for him, but because he's not going to run and he would be the perfect candidate right now because the Democrats were running and have always for the last like 30 years run on the, you know, if we just move say a little bit to the right, we can get scoop up some of these Republicans who aren't sure because the the Republicans just keep choosing the most evil, worst person they ever can think of. And the Democrats are like, it's okay, we'll compromise. Pick somebody sort of bad, but they'll you know do what we want and maybe we can convince a couple of them. Um, and so that's why he
0: was my preferred candidate in 2016. For what it's worth, both McCain and Romney did have some redeeming sure. qualities, uh, but that's probably why they couldn't win. Honestly,
4: if Romney, if Romney had, had run, run this, this year, I would have voted for Romney. Absolutely. Yeah, and I've I never voted, voted for, for a single Republican because, in my entire life.
6: Yeah, I refuse to vote conservative or Republican. Just on principle, which is part of why I didn't vote for Biden because he's a conservative.
4: I'm a moral and ethical voter. I'm not a party voter. So. I'm a
6: platform voter. What they say they're going to do. But anyways, back back to like like so. I didn't I I didn't want Hillary Clinton. Uh, but Biden seemed like the 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 method that they were going to try to get Hillary Clinton elected. I thought more so fit a candidate like Joe Biden because Joe Biden had the street cred. Which is what they've run him on this time, which is where he, you know, worked with Obama, and so he's got a lot of African American street cred. He's got a lot of right wing street cred because he's a conservative, and he's willing to listen to people, and and that is the the perfect, you know, Donald Trump is the the villain to end all villains, so we can get the the good Republicans to come on over. And uh, as we saw with Hillary Clinton, that didn't happen. Didn't happen at all. In fact, pretty much the opposite happened. People on the left a lot of them went to Trump. Um, like, people People were up in the air between not voting and Trump the same way that people are up in the air now between not voting and Biden. Yeah. Because they're like, well, yeah, Trump's bad, but, like, he'll be different. You know, there were so many reasons to that people were voting for Trump. It wasn't just this, you know, oh, he, he's a racist and I'm a racist. You know, he he wants to... Get rid of abortion, and I want to no, get No, I mean, abortion. well, and
4: you gotta take into account that all of his followers also they put in. He doesn't ever say anything of any sort of substance. They put in what they think that he's saying to fit their own narrative.
0: I mean, it sounds like Biden was was your was was an appealing candidate to you four years ago. Walk me through like the fall from grace in your eyes.
6: It's not him. It's definitely not Biden. Isn't the reason that I'm not supporting Biden?
4: I agree with that statement. Biden,
6: I I don't think has changed at all. I think he's a great guy. He's my
0: favorite vice president.
6: He'll probably ever always be my favorite vice president.
0: So so Biden isn't really the problem for you. It's more the
6: Democratic Party. Yes, the Democrats learned absolutely nothing from 2016, and they don't
4: care because all they're they're still getting their money. That's all that they care about. They're they're the Republicans yeah. now. No,
0: it it definitely is. That's the nice way to put it.
4: That's yeah. It was like that's the simplest, easiest, nicest way.
6: The the neoliberal like plot to convince good Republicans to switch parties has not worked it ever. I mean, if it did, it was like five Republicans named Jackson. Nobody else. Uh, they they they, they Hillary Hillary didn't lose the election because Hillary was an awful candidate, which she definitely was. Uh, she lost because progressives didn't vote for her. Uh, third party people didn't vote for her Uh, you know all these people stayed home because they were bad people not because Hillary Clinton didn't appeal to them and was literally just like Pokemon go to the polls
4: what's interesting about this 2020 election though is that I feel like there aren't as many of those people I feel like everybody is very much red or blue and nobody's talking about the third parties. And the people that are are like, well, yeah, I'm going to bring up Joe Jorgensen and Howie Hawkins and the People's you know Party, but I'm still going to vote for Biden. Literally every person that I know that's super leftist and super progressive has said those words to me, multiple people. So I think it's very different from the 2016 election.
6: There's a lot of Green Party people that have said that you should not vote Green Party this year. You should vote for Joe Biden. And... I can respect that, you know. You know, it
4: opened my eyes to the people that were saying that to me in 2016, and I, like the first one or two people who said that to me, I'm like, oh, you know, you're right. That actually, oh, it hurts me personally, emotionally. Oh, you're making me feel guilty. Oh, I'm gonna suck it up and vote for Clinton. I don't give a f- anymore. I I don't. These people, I you can you can call me whatever you want. I'm not proud to call myself an American. I'm not proud to be in this country. I wish that we would go, we would be able to go somewhere, but nobody's gonna ever let us back in. So at this point, the whole election's a joke, uh, in my opinion.
0: Did Did you watch the last debate with with Trump and Biden? I
4: tried. I watched the first five minutes to half an hour. I don't know. I was mostly on my phone.
0: When When they got to health care, they they had that little like needling thing where Biden's like. My plan has a public option, but you keep your private insurance if you want. And he's like, "Oh, public option, socialism, bro! That public option is so small, no one
6: that will." That's the last qualify. question that I
4: heard asked, and Donald Trump's entire
0: rejections.
6: campaign team that want like, like I I can't remember where I heard it, but it, it's like Trump's campaign wrote a bunch of ads to fight against Bernie Sanders. And then Bernie Sanders didn't win, and they're like, "It's okay. We'll just change them to all say Biden, and it'll totally work." And he, they've done like a bunch of studies, and everybody's like, "Joe Biden's not a socialist. Are you insane?" Like they they they've actually backfired. Because people are like, oops, he's not a socialist, and whatever he's doing also isn't socialist. Like, and I so... wish he
4: was even a quarter the amount of socialists that they claim him to be. Or radical left. The radical left, you guys. They pivoted oh. to uh,
0: calling him a Trojan horse for the socialists. Yes. Now, that's yeah,
6: the... I, I say the opposite. He's a Trojan horse also, for the Also, have you guys noticed to the that each go to party the right. has
4: been using Trojan horse? That's their, new, that's their new little catchphrase. Both of them have been using it quite a bit in their political ads that I've seen.
0: So listen, you guys have already cast your vote, but if, if you were like, if, if you were sat down with someone who hasn't voted yet, they just don't know what they're going to do. What would you say to them?
6: Uh, okay. In every election before this, I definitely think that there were undecided voters who were like, which candidate should I choose? I definitely, for this 2020, thought that the only undecided candidates or undecided voters were, I'm going to vote for Joe Biden or I'm going to stay home. Uh, And then I talked to a bunch of people from Pennsylvania and every single one of them was like, do I want to vote for Trump or do I want to vote for Biden? And I was just like, yeah,
4: that's Pennsylvania. I didn't
6: think you existed, but I talked to like 15 people and every one of them was like that. And so I have to answer that question in two different ways. The people who are undecided between voting for Biden and not voting, uh, I would say, what is your reasoning behind what you're thinking? Uh, can you stomach Biden and his policies? Uh, if you can, then you should probably vote for him because I mean, I don't agree with the, you know, like people that vote shame and whatever, uh, but Trump is kind of an American embarrassment and we do need to get him. We do need to get rid of him, but I don't think that's a reason alone enough to vote for him. But if you're on the fence of not voting for anyone, you also need to vote down ballot. And that's totally, in my opinion, more important. Like you could leave it blank But if I was undecided And it was between not voting and voting I would probably vote for Biden It was never th- that for me It was behind voting third party Or voting for Biden And Biden just really s- used all of his power To convince me not to vote for him um, yeah. I, mean, I-, I was literally on the fence Until the first debate And I was like I hope he comes out And I said uh, supports Medicare for All and environment uh the green new deal and he literally came out and was all like i will never support either of those things and they are awful and i was like Ooh, okay then, that's cool. a good point the I, just, first I literally, debate was I literally like, did it
4: for me sorry go ahead
6: <laughs> yeah I, I i pulled out my my mail-in ballot and filled in the, the vote for third it's true, but if by this point you haven't just angrily been like i cannot vote for this person that you should probably vote for biden because you're not going to vote for trump People deciding between Trump and Biden, uh, which is, you know, a thing I didn't think existed until I met them. Trump is an embarrassment to this country. He's, you know, he, he came into office and was like, oh, people are going to respect us again. Uh, I lived outside of this country when Obama was president and everybody respected us and liked us then. And then Trump became president and they all hate us now. Uh, so Biden will definitely restore our honor to other nations
0: Look, I'll be honest with you, sorcerers. This conversation with will and emily we we were talking for about an hour and a half. I cut it down. I got the most important parts pertaining to the election. There was a lot of other discussion regarding all sorts of things from how Golddicott did nothing wrong to other topics of no importance, like Halloween decorations. let's just say we'll we'll have we'll talk to these guys again soon. Other than that, look, I hope you all voted on or before today, and I hope that you feel good about how you voted. Until next time, happy Election Day. Hopefully, this will be a a national holiday one of these times. Uh, Until then, I hope I gave you guys all, well, I, I hope you guys had enough to think about this week, and I hope you gave it good, deep thought.
3: On the other hand, like if we've survived four years, I don't think four more years could really be that much worse. Like, let's be honest.